0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. Welcome in everybody to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me despite you being with me after Ole Miss suffers. The first loss of the season all the way in late October to LSU in Baton Rouge. It got off to a fast start as Ole Miss usually does, and then LSU went on an absolute blitz and really dominated Ole Miss in the second half. So we're here to talk about it today. Uh, I will do. I'll give you negative spin. I'll give you positive spin, just like last week. Negative spin, positive spin, and what I think the the truth is for this football team. So welcome in again. Please subscribe if you haven't already to the podcast wherever you get them. I would recommend Spotify myself. Uh, So just search Rebel Report, you'll find it. The Rebel Report podcast, it's uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, whatever. If you use a podcast app, you can find it there. Search Rebel Report, subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. Also follow me on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, all under the same name, Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Follow, like, and subscribe to all three of those. So let's just dive right in. Ole Miss loses to LSU in Baton Rouge. They uh, it took a lead into the half, jumped out to a seventeen to three lead, and got beat in the second half, twenty eight to nothing. But a what was it? A forty two to three run for for LSU in this game, and Ole Miss just got dominated in the second half, as you know. So we'll start with the negative. And quite frankly, it's both sides of the ball, but we'll start with defense. Defensively, Ole Miss was an absolute disaster. I understand they have some injuries. Troy Brown has been playing hurt, and he got hurt in the game. A.J. Finley didn't play for a significant amount. Cedric Johnson is trying to play. He, I mean, Ole Miss needs a bye week in the worst way, but uh, they're banged up on defense, and that's undeniable. But... um It's, it's, I think it's both things. I think it's schematics and I think that it's also to some degree personnel. They don't have right now dominating defensive line play and and at linebacker, they're pretty thin, especially when Troy Brown is, is as banged up as he is. So personnel wise in the, in the front five, I think that they've got some problems uh, just with lack of players, quality players to run the current scheme that they're running. So that's the, the first issue. And Ole Miss got physically dominated uh, up front, especially when they were presenting light boxes uh, to to LSU, and LSU was just running right at them. Uh, often ran right at Ole Miss and was physically able to dominate them, especially in the second half. But uh, the the thing that concerns me, and I'm not a football coach, that you, you don't listen to me for X's and O's uh, analysis. Uh, you know, Pete DeWeese is the guy uh, to to listen uh, to. X's and O's breakdown of Ole Miss, and he's phenomenal at it. But but there are a couple of times where, where I watch Ole Miss defensively and wonder why. And maybe there's a, a valid explanation for it, but Jane Daniels is not a guy that is a good vertical passer at all. Um, he's certainly not bad. It's not like he's incompetent, but that's not where his strengths are, are at all. And even on his long touchdown pass, the ball should have been intercepted even. Uh, and it wasn't. It was quite quite frankly, a really bad throw. And oftentimes I found that Ole Miss was being so soft in terms of cushion that they were providing. I mean, uh, third and medium and third and short situations, uh, their defensive backs, uh, their their second level was playing so far off the ball that they were just allowing Jaden Daniels to throw easy pitching catches for first downs so often in this game. I kept wondering when they're going to just – you know if booty or booty beats you deep he beats you deep but you're you're not going to give LSU this the, the underneath stuff and, and Olmus did that it felt like all game i mean i'm sure there were times where they didn't but so often on obvious passing downs third and medium third and short Ole Miss was just giving them these little underneath routes and just it's easy pitch and catch easy pitch and catch easy pitch and catch and I I found myself getting frustrated. Like, Why on earth is this something that you are not changing? Why are you allowing this guy to just continue to to sit and and make quick, easy throws underneath for first downs? That's something that I I was shocked at uh, from Ole Miss and and not changing that much. And then the other thing, I know there's some hand-wringing about – uh, the three-man front versus the four-man front. Plenty of teams have success defensively with a three-man front. It's not how many defensive linemen they have. Th- that's the issue. It's when teams like LSU are, are lining up and just running right at you and you have light boxes, It's it's it feels like something's got to give and maybe they've just decided this is what the scheme's going to be and, and they don't have the personnel to do it but they're going to do it and they're going to recruit the personnel to the scheme but at some point you have got to decide what you're going to allow teams to do and in this game especially in the second half LSU physically imposed their will against Old Miss on both sides of the ball we're sticking with defense right now they they have got to make changes on uh, on passing downs, uh, so often Ole Miss would only bring three. And and I know that there were times where they would bring blitzers as well, and they still wouldn't be able to get home. But I watched Kentucky play Mississippi State uh, last weekend. And different offenses, I know. But Kentucky so often in that game were really creative with who they brought and where they came from. And, and often it looks to me like Ole Miss is kind of predictable again I'm not a coach but when you're only just bringing three guys and there's no stunts there there's there's very little exotic anything going on where you're just you're saying that your three are going to beat their five and you're going to get to the quarterback it almost never happens almost never almost never gets home with just three it doesn't happen and when they do bring more often it just kind of feels like they're saying that ours are better than yours and they don't get creative enough or exotic enough to really generate pressure. So if you're only going to bring three, you have to have really good three. And they don't, because they're not getting home. Um, they they let Jaden Daniels have tea parties in the backfield and just distribute the football comfortably, really, most of this game. Now, credit does belong to LSU's offensive line, but still, it, it feels like Ole Miss's problems defensively are everything. Up front, in the front six, they or front five, they're not healthy enough, and their personnel is not good enough, they're not deep enough, uh, right now anyway, based on who they're playing and how successful they are. And I think schematically they've got some issues with what they're doing and they need to make adjustments and they need to make them fast because that was – I'm not going to spin it. That was a, a a bad, pathetic defensive performance yet again. And that's the thing. This isn't an anomaly. That, that's again – I mean, Vanderbilt had success on Ole Miss. Auburn had success on Ole Miss. Something's got to give here. Luckily, you're about to run into a team that is putrid offensively, and you're probably going to be seeing their third quarterback this week. So, if it doesn't happen in this one, it never will. But some soul searching needs to happen with this team defensively, both uh, the the players and the coaches, and what they do schematically. And they got to get healthy too. I mean, they need a bye week in the worst way, and obviously, it's not coming right now. But um, on both on both coaching and And personnel, Ole Miss got whooped, I think, on on Saturday. But it wasn't just defense. Uh, Offensively, it it really – I mean, most of everything lies up front. LSU's front dominated Ole Miss's offensive line in the second half. I mean, Dart had little to no time on basically everything in the second half. Running lanes were few and far between. Even on darts interception, I mean, he got smoked. And I saw somebody that I, I believe works for WJOX over in Birmingham say that Ole Miss has a dart problem. And I found that bizarre. If if you look at this team and think that quarterback is their problem, then I, I'm sorry, you're, you're a fool. That, that's a foolish thing to think. Uh, they, they got dominated up front. It's as simple as that. football is a pretty complex game uh, a lot more complex than sometimes i make it out to be but when you lose the line of scrimmage as bad as they did in the second half it's hard to operate offense but here's the the issue is this this isn't new either getting off to a fast start and then sputtering is a trend for this team it happened even in the season opener against troy it happened against tulsa it happened against kentucky it happened against auburn now here against LSU. They had a two-touchdown lead against Kentucky. They had a three-touchdown lead against Auburn. Kentucky came down to basically the final play. Auburn cut it to four at one point. LSU beat you. You you had a 35-17 lead over Tulsa and won that game, if I remember correctly, by eight. Uh, So this is becoming a trend for this team right now. is fast starts, and then I'm not smart enough to be able to tell you whether it's when they get off script That's when things go bad or when defenses adjust, they don't adjust or what? I don't know. I mean, again, most of Ole Miss's problems offensively in the second half can be attributed to getting whooped up front on the offensive line. Zach Evans couldn't play. I mean, he's injured. Malik Heath got hurt at some point in the game. But something has to give there that is a huge huge problem and it's a consistent problem for this team. They get off to incredibly fast starts, they're will, really well prepared and then something happens. They hit this wall just smack hit this wall and then cannot produce after that and it costs them a game. It, you know, they they gave up <laughs> they gave up 45 points. So, it's not exclusively on the offense but You're not going to win many games, especially on the road, putting up two goose eggs in the second half. It's just not going to happen. So something has got to change offensively as well, because what happened in Baton Rouge is not, it's not unique. They've done that a lot. And something has, something has got to change and and got to change quick because I I think Texas A&M is a game that, that they should win more on that in a second. Uh, But, they can't play like this. I mean, AM's offense has got a lot of problems, but they've got an electric running back. Auburn's offense has a lot of problems, but they had an electric running back, and, and look at what happened. Um, things need to change, and they need to change quick because it wasn't just defense a, a, at all uh, in this game. Uh, a pretty a, a pretty bad performance all around from, from Ole Miss in, in this one. So if they don't improve... They've got more losses coming. They, they they simply have more losses coming, and it's not just Alabama. They still got to go to Arkansas. You, you think you can play like that and beat Mississippi State? I don't think you can play like that and beat Mississippi State. Got to play better than that. And um, and there's I mean that that's that's the negative side of things. We'll turn the page, and I'll give you a little shot, hopefully, uh, of positivity. But uh, but first, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website if you or your business are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi and you're in the market for office technology, uh, anything from copiers and printers and, and mail machines, cloud storage, data security, whatever the, the case may be. If it's technology, if it's in the office and you or your company need it and you're located Anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. ABSMS.com is the website. If you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So uh, you tell them what you need, what your budget is. They'll give you an assessment on me. ABSMS.com. Podcast is also brought to you by uh, LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue, Right there in Oxford, it's the best place in the state to get your meat. They also have lunch specials. Those are every weekday, Monday through Friday. So if you don't feel like doing the cooking, Greg and the good people there will do the cooking for you. But if you're cooking with meat, uh, they've got the best selection in this state. And it's right in your backyard in Oxford. Uh, tell them I sent you and they will hook you up. They're big, big supporters of, uh, of Ole Miss athletics. Really good people there. Uh, that's LB's just across from Kroger. On university, so that's the negative, right? Defense played like crap again. Offense sputtered again. That's all very, very bad. Here's a little bit of positive spin, if you want it. Um, Ole Miss still has a lot of a lot of things in front of them that can be accomplished, right? An access bowl, I think, is still on the table for this team. Now they've got to change a lot, but still, that that is absolutely still on the table. They're currently seven and one and ranked 15th in college football. It is one game. It is one road game and a tough place to play. The season is not over. Uh, Despite the injuries just piling up and and piling up and piling up, uh, you're walking into a very winnable game. Arkansas is still a very winnable game. You get Mississippi State at home. You get Alabama after your bye week, after they're at LSU. Jackson Dart is, you know, he's absolutely not perfect, but he's showing you still good things. Uh, hopefully, Zach Evans will be healthy enough to play down the stretch. I mean, he was in, he suited up and warmed up, so you 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 would think he's close. Uh, Bentley's back healthy. Um, everything that they want to accomplish is still in front of them, and yes, they're incredibly flawed. They are absolutely a flawed football team. But so is everybody they play, including Alabama. Now, Alabama has fewer of them, but Texas A&M, Arkansas, and Mississippi State all have have incredible flaws. Yeah, I do. If anybody can fix their consistency issues offensively, it is Lane Kiffin. Now, it is concerning that that hasn't happened by now. However, if you trust anybody to figure this out, it's it's that guy that you want to be orchestrating that, I do think when healthy, when they get guys back defensively, they will be better. And again, everybody that they're playing is flawed. An access bowl is still on the table. Even if it isn't an access bowl, a very good season is still very much in front of them in a year that was supposed to be a rebuilding year. If I'd have told you in August that you're going to be 7-1 and one going into Texas A&M and they're 3-4, and four, you would have taken that running back in august everything is still absolutely on the table one road loss in the sec west in a rebuilding year sitting at 7 and 1 on october 23rd is absolutely nothing to panic over not anywhere close to anything to panic over they've got to they've got to win this week they've got to win the egg bowl i think Ar- i mean you, you know They still have to win these games that are ahead of them, and I think they can, but you and everybody else, I think, would have taken this record in this position right now back in August. It is just one game. That's all it is. The Ole Miss got punched in the mouth, probably humbled some, but that's all it is. It is just one game. There's only one team left on their schedule better than the one you just played, and you had to do that on the road. In a in an environment that you won't see again. College Station won't be anything like what you just saw. I mean, if there's any intimidation or, or learning curve for Jackson Dart, it's going to get easier from here. I mean, there's going to be tens of thousands of empties possibly in College Station. Man, I imagine those people have checked out. Mo, I mean, the, the normal ones, the non cult members uh, are probably checked out and uh, not going to support that product. I wouldn't. In um, Fayetteville, while it can be something, won't be that. And your other two games are at home. So y- y- you get through it. You got punched in the mouth. You got humbled some. But everything that this team could have possibly expected to accomplish is still absolutely in front of them. Unless you expected them to go undefeated, which you should not have. Um, one loss is not a season killer. It's frustrating. I understand that. But they still have a lot of things in front of them and a lot of winnable games in front of them as well. And they're the favorite in College Station. On that note, final thought with you before I wrap up. I tweeted something that a lot of people liked and and some people did not like. I referred to the Texas A&M game as a must win. That this A&M game is a must win for Ole Miss if there ever was one, is what I said. And I got some pushback on that. Uh, whether it be there's no such thing as a must win in a rebuilding year, or your expectations are too high, which is one that I quite frankly um, really don't understand. Uh, Old Miss is a program has taken massive step forwards, massive steps forward in the the last couple of years under Lane Kiffin, and They still have not gotten the respect uh, as a program that, that Ole Miss deserves, if we're being honest. I mean, you guys saw all the coverage. I, I assume you saw the coverage going into this game against LSU. Nobody nationally respects your program. I think it's bogus. I think a lot of things that were said on the SEC network, by the way, uh, are pathetic. I think that the SEC network's most promoted quote-unquote expert in Paul Feinbaum, is intentionally trying to get a rise out of you. And again, he is the SEC Networks, like the conference network's most promoted expert. And anyway, the, the way that your team was covered going into this game shows that nobody respects you nationally. Not really. The smart people do, but generally speaking, the conversation was Ole Miss ain't played nobody or Kiffin needs to get out of there now. That was the conversation. It's a joke, but that's what it was. All the way up until Tim Tebow on Saturday morning on an SEC set on the SEC network talking about Ole Miss in such a way. It's just not there yet. If you want to be a respected program, you've got to win this game. You have to. This is a very bad Texas A&M team. Horrible comparatively speaking anyway yes they've got some talent I understand what they pay Jimbo I understand what their investment is but this football team is a bad one if you are what Ole Miss fans say you are then this game is not an losing this game is not excusable I don't mean that that you fire the guy or Lane Kiffin's not the right guy or whatever I'm not doing that but One, you have to win this game if you want to make an accessible or a really good bowl game. Because I had a couple people push back and say, oh, no, well, they're already bowl eligible, so it doesn't matter. Bowl eligibility, if you get excited about just making any bowl game, what's the point? What's the point of even trying? You're, you're investing far too much. And, and your coach, sure as hell, is not satisfied at just getting to any bowl game. So you, so you shouldn't be either. But if Ole Miss is the program that we think they are, then beating a three and four team with their third string quarterback should not be something one that's difficult. They should win this game. And if they don't, that's not acceptable. Raise your standards and expectations. Just because Jimbo gets paid what he does, just because they've recruited what they did in the last class, does not mean anything about this AM team. If you want to be respected nationally, you don't lose games to teams with losing records at the end of October. With their third string quarterback, possibly. This is an important game for Ole Miss. I know they're banged up. I, I, I understand all that. But if you are a nationally relevant and nationally competitive program, you will not accept losing to a 3-4 and four team in late October. Ah, oh, well... Your expectations are too high for a a portal-filled team in a rebuilding year. Eh, Okay. They're ranked number 15 for a reason. This is a good football team, better than Texas A&M. And yes, it's a quote-unquote rebuilding year. But even in rebuilding years, this A&M team, this Ole Miss team, should beat them Every time. It, it's okay. I mean, I had somebody call me a state fan for saying that. Okay. It's a winnable game. It's a banged up team. It's an important game for, for Ole Miss just to, one, stop the bleeding, get into the bye week at eight and one with a free shot against Alabama. If they're going to reach th- their potential as a team, you have to win this game. And I think that if they don't, accepting a loss here and rationalizing it, I, I disagree with. I think that's a small-time mentality that has plagued the program for a while. This is a game you should win. And if you don't, you should not accept it or rationalize it. I think they will, personally. A&M's offense is pathetic, guys, even against this Ole Miss defense. My gosh. And I, and I wonder how motivated they're going to be uh, after that loss, we'll see, but you got to win this one. You're better than them. You got to win this one. I know how banged up you are, but still. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you, and I'll see you on Tuesday, probably. Anyway, see you in the next one. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.